Hey everybody and welcome to the 5 Bytes Podcast. I'm your host, Rory Monahan. In the news this week, HPE held their Discover Conference in Las Vegas and had some very interesting announcements, including their HPE GreenLake Hybrid Cloud, which has been heralded as an industry first. It allows users to manage enterprise workloads in public and private clouds using automation and remote services. HPE CEO Antonio Nieri stated, It is a new consumption experience designed to help you manage and optimize your on and off-premises clouds, including AWS, Azure, and Google. Nieri also announced a massive $4 billion investment in edge computing over the next four years. In a world with ever-increasing demand for connected devices and the growth of IoT, it appears HPE is trying to ensure it's the leader in this space. With 5G on the horizon and more demand for networking on the edge to reduce latency, this seems to be a smart play. HPE acquired Aruba in 2015 for close to $3 billion. It seems this new research and development investment can further utilize the Aruba tech they acquired. On day one of the conference, Nieri announced the launch of the GreenLake Flex Capacity Channel, which provides partners with a whopping five times the rebate incentive that they would get in a traditional CapEx deal. This seems to be an attempt to incentivize partners selling the on-premises HPE infrastructure to consider their pay-per-use cloud model for on-prem deployments. The initial GreenLake Flex Capacity services for partners are for HPE ProLiant, Microsoft Azure, HPE Synergy for 80 compute modules, as well as a handful of others. I'll provide more information in the links that accompany this episode. On the final day during a Q&A, Nieri said, quote, I'm going to give you a week and then see how much of the same words we used this week will be used by our competitors. He also said he doesn't believe Dell has an edge strategy. Now, I'm an HPE fan. I started my career with them, but it really irks me when competitors take shots at each other like that. I believe they should put their best foot forward and let their products do the talking. And as reported on a previous episode of the podcast, Dell, Lenovo, and HP's own hardware division actually had their best year in some time. Can't we all just prosper and get along? Won't somebody think of the customers? This smack talk just isn't a good luck in my opinion. In other news, this week NVIDIA has announced availability of Kubernetes on its GPUs, making it available to developers for feedback and testing for the first time. Together, they enabled the automation of deployment, maintenance, scheduling, and operation of GPU accelerated application containers. NVIDIA stated that this should help developers handle the growing number of AI-powered applications and services. As well as the announcement of Kubernetes, the company also said its TensorRT and TensorFlow integration tools are now also available for developers. Microsoft have provided some more information on their emerging MSIX product. I mentioned MSIX on the podcast back in March. According to Microsoft, MSIX is a single reliable installation technology for all application installations on Windows. It is a cross-platform enabled format and will bring the best of MSI, ClickOnce, AppX, and AppV together in one new format. Interestingly, in the article, Microsoft listed Windows Desktop to Xbox and HoloLens as some of the platforms that can be deployed to. 
The article also provides further highlight of how the application model must change for the new Windows as a service world and talks about some of the problems with existing traditional tooling and how MSIX will hope to address this. Microsoft Azure is soon to offer virtual machines with 12 terabytes of RAM. Along with the new 12 terabyte VM, Microsoft now also offers a new M series range of VMs stretching between 192 gigs and four terabyte capacity certified for HANA with Microsoft pushing its cloud infrastructure as the ideal place to run your SAP workloads. This beefy VM will be perfect for developers who require a lot of memory. They are all based on Intel Xeon scalable Skylake processors. Microsoft will reveal more details on the new VM capacities in the coming months. TechRadar reported that Windows 10 may soon be coming to the Google Pixelbook. In recent code commits, there was mentions of testing with the Windows Hardware Certification Kit and Windows Hardware Lab Kit. Does this mean we may be able to dual boot Windows 10 alongside Chrome OS on the Pixelbook in the future? It's definitely one to keep an eye on as that would be very interesting. This week saw a couple of announcements from Computes, a company I talked about back in the very first episode of this podcast, who are building the world's first secure, decentralized, peer-to-peer mesh computing platform perfect for AI, IoT, AR, VR, and quantum computing. They've just completed a major step in opening computes up to the world as a public quantum computing platform. They now have a consensus protocol online. Also this week, they launched their developer hub, which contains API reference, getting started docs, code examples, and more. And now for this episode's hot job. This week's hot job is courtesy of Kirsten Barr via Twitter, who is looking for a React developer. The position is full-time and is based out of downtown Toronto. The successful candidate will work with the U.S. team on a front end for an investment app. You'll be expected to have experience with HTML5, CSS3, and REST. It also mentions that it pays what looks like up to 100000 So it could be a great job for a React developer out there. And now for this episode, scripts, tricks, and tips. This week I wanted to highlight a really great blog post I read. This one is on logitblog.com by my buddy Ryan. Ryan did some research on the impact of an NVIDIA M10 on a Citrix Zen desktop environment, which led to some really interesting results, and results you may not expect. Ryan did a side-by-side comparison of systems running with vGPU and without. He measured CPU utilization with and without the GPU, and also tried to measure user experience, which, as he admitted himself, can be difficult to ascertain as it's very subjective. For that, to get some pretty good data to give an idea of end-user experience, he pulled some interesting data using the remote display analyzer tool, such as frame rate, so frames per second. If you're watching the YouTube version of this episode, you can see a glimpse of some of the results Ryan has shared, but I don't want to give away all of the results and the entire content of the blog post, so I encourage you to check it out for yourself. And by the way, if you want to check out the RD Analyzer tool for yourself, which has produced some of these really great graphs. There's also a free version of that tool which can be found in Ryan's blog post as as well as on rdanalyzer.com. You can use that tool to help troubleshoot and identify remote display configuration issues or even just to confirm that everything is configured and working properly in your environment. And Ryan actually just joined the RD Analyzer team so you could also hit him up with any questions about that via his site logitblog.com. 
And I will, of course, share links for this blog post in the YouTube description for this episode, as well as on 5bytespodcast.com. Speaking of which, if you scroll to the bottom of the page on 5bytespodcast.com, you'll see a sign-up. If you'd like to get one of my very infrequent emails containing things like prize giveaways courtesy of my sponsors, to find out about community events, and more, feel free to fill in that form. As always, thanks so much for listening. Thank you.